We said when you bring it in Bereshus, which we said according to the Abonin, automatically when Shimon gives a Shus for Reuben to bring his Paris in, that means Shimon is being Mikabal Shmira on Reuben's Paris, that was clear. Or according to Rebbe, if Shimon says specifically, I'm being Mikabal Shus, Stam not, but if he says specifically, the Shaila is Mau. What, what does that mean that he's being Mikabal Achrayas for Reuven's stuff? Does that mean he's Mikabal that his animals, right? you can bring your fruits into my field, Shimon says, into my chatzar, and I'll make sure my animals, or my dog, my whatever I have there, will not damage your fruits. Is that what he's saying? Or is he saying, I'm actually going to be a full Shimer, and even if some animal or something comes from external to my field, on that also I am willing to be a shamer. Am I being a full shamer, or am I only agreeing, again, if you specify, you specify, but according to Rabbanon Stam, and according to Rebbe, when you say, when you specify that I'll be a shamer without saying the details of it, how, what level of shamer are you going? So you're going to bring two prices. Tashma. The Tanya of Yehuda Bar Simon, Rav Shem Yehuda Bar Simon learned the Brisa, but Nizikin the Beikarnim, and they were learning Nizikin in that base Medrash. Hichnis Peiros of the Chotzer. So you have a case where he brings the Reuven brings the stuff into Shimon's field. Balabayas Shaloi Brishus. If he does it without asking Shimon, Ubas Shor Mimakom Acher Vachlon. Here Brisa is specifically talking about a Shor, not Shimon Shor, but a third party Shor that now comes into Shimon's field and eats Reuven's stuff. So since Shimon, since Reuven brought it in the Shaloi Brishus Vachlon, so the Brisa says Potter. If he brought it in with Rishos of Shimon, now you're Chayef. Now remember, there's three people we're dealing with here. We have Ruvain, we have Shimon, and we have Levi, who owns the animal who came from outside the field. So when the Bryce says Chayef and Potter, who are we talking about? Is Shimon Chayef and Potter as a Shemer, or is Levi Chayef and Potter because his animal is the one who actually did the damage? Says the Pashup Shad sounds Man Pater Man Chayev Lav Lachayir. It's referring to Pater Balachatzer Vechayev Balachatzer. The the question over here is the Balachatzer Shimon is Shimon responsible, and you see that when it is Berushos, Shimon is responsible even when Levi's animal comes in. So he's responsible to watch Ruvain's stuff even from third party Shmira. So my Lord, I'm your Maybe it means Pater Balashar Vechayev Balashar. The Pater Chayev over here, maybe Shimon is always Pater. Shimon has no responsibility whatsoever for a third-party animal coming in. When the Bryce is discussing Chayev and Pater, it's referring to Levi's responsibility. What, what, what does that make any sense? Levi's animal came into the field and ate Reuven's crops. Why would it make a difference whether Reuven was there Bershos or Shana Bershos? So I'll explain to you. The Balashar, if that's the case, my Bershos, my Bershos, what is the issue over here? My Bershos, my Bershos, Eko, what's the difference? So Amri like this. Bershos, if Reuven was allowed to bring his stuff into Shimon's field, have a shame Bershos Hanizik. Because when Reuven, Shimon says that Reuven could bring his stuff in, he's actually being Makne, Rashi says, Reuven, a chalik of the field. Don't really own it, but at least you own it for the fact of Hilchus Lizakin, that you're allowed to put your stuff there. And then it's called Rishos Hanizik. Remember, Shane is only Chayiv Rishos Hanizik. Shane is not Chayiv Rishos Rabin. This is not the classical case when we discuss Rishos Hanizik and Rabin, granted, but technically speaking, this would be definitely true, says the Gemara. And therefore, if Reuven was allowed to put his stuff in Shimon's field, so that field now becomes quasi-owned by Reuven, when Levi's animal comes and eats Reuven's crops, it's eating Rishos Hanizik, in an area that's owned at least somewhat 
by Reuven, and therefore he's going to be Chayev. V'shem b'shos and he's Chayevus. Shaloi b'shos, if Reuven was not allowed to put his stuff there, and also Levi's animal was not allowed to be there, so it's both not their properties, have they shem b'shos Now, it's not really b'shos Obviously, we're talking about in Shimon's backyard. But Legabe Ruvain and Legabe Levi, it is neither one of their Rishos, and therefore Legabe them, it's Ke'ilu, a Rishos Arabim, Vishem Rishos is Petura. So that's what the Bryson means. The Bryson is not discussing Shimon's responsibility. Maybe Shimon is not responsible for a third party Nezik, but the Bryson is discussing Levi's responsibility depending on whether this is considered Rishos Anizik or Rishos Amazik. So we have no Raya from this Bryson. Let's look at the next Bryson. Okay, now here we're talking about Karen. So now we can't give the previous Teretz because Karen makes no difference to Chayar. If it's Rishus Yachid, if it's Rishus Rabim, Karen is going to be Chayv always. So in that case, also the Bryce says Potter, the Mikhnis Rishus Chayv, exact same setup. So who is the Chayv and who is the Potter? So man pater man chayev lav lochay referred to pater balachatzer v'chayev balachatzer, and you see that when Shimon accepts responsibility for what happens to Reuven Shar, it's even from a third party negicha. Raya from our brisa. So below here also pater balachshar v'chayev balachshar. We're discussing Levi's responsibility. What does it make a difference? Ihachi my or the brisa or the box changer to the side here mali brishos or mali shloi brishos. What's the difference? By Karen, it makes no difference if it's brishos yachid or brishos rabim. What would be the pshat? Iko. So Amri, no. How many of Tarfani? There was a sheet that we had earlier in the Masechta. Uh, on Daf uh, Yudalid, the Rav Tarfin said the Mishunna Karen Bechotzer Nizik Nizik Shalim Mishalim. Tarfin said the whole idea of discussing Tam or discussing Muid is only when you are in a public area in Rishus Arabim. But if you're in Rishus Hanizik, then a Tam always pays Nizik Shalim. This is Rav Tarfin's Chiddush, and therefore have a, and therefore Birishus if Ruin was allowed to have his animal there. So it's Keilu, it's Ruvain's field again. You let him own a part of it. Have they care about Chatzar Nizik or Masham Nizik Shalim? And when it says Chayiv in the Brisa, it didn't mean Chayiv or Potter nothing or a hundred. It meant Chayiv Nezik Shalim or Potter Nezik Shalim and Chayiv Chatzin Nezik. And therefore, when he said your Chayiv, that means Nezik Shalim according to Tyfrid because it's Rishus Nezik. And when it said when it was Shalay Rishus, have like Kamer Rishus Arabim, Velay Mishdama El Chatzin Nezik. So when it said Potter, it didn't mean Potter Legamri. It meant Potter from Nezik Shalim, but Chayiv Chatzin Nezik as a regular Tom. So we come out with no Raya to our Shaila, which is when Shimon accepts responsibility. For Ruvain's stuff, does that mean only from Shimon's Hezek, direct from his animals, etc., or even from third parties? We're not sure. And in the face, Nezek Sholem, Yeshus Hayochi, because it's in the Nezek, like Rabbi Tarfon, but he still remains a Tam. Yes. Yes. So a woman came into a third part, a sub, uh, let's say again, Ruben's wife, let's just keep it simple, going into Shimon's field to use Shimon's grindstone or whatever it is. Okay, so she goes to that field, to bake in this case. Shimon's goat comes. And sees, wow, look, someone came in here with a pot full of uh, dough. She's, she's working in the oven. She's not paying attention. His goat comes over. Achlo Alicia eats all the dough. Chavil omis. And gets sick. And the goat dies. So she brought, let's go through again. She brought her Paris, in this case, Alicia, dough, into someone's field. Birishus. The animal came and ate it. Shimon's animal ate it and died. Got sick, died, or choked on it, or whatever it is. Now, what would we say in such a case? So normally you would jump and say, Rav Svar. Rav Svar yesterday was, Who told the goat to eat? And since it's the, who told the goat to eat, then it's not my problem. It's not the woman's issue. But, 
Rav Paskin in his Bezdin, she has to, she is responsible, and she has to pay Shimon back for the death for the death of the goat. Why? Rav said the svar is who told the animal to eat. You can't compare these cases. Why? Rav's case is shleibrushus, and therefore there is no responsibility. Now I can explain this one of two ways. Rashi says don't make a mistake here. We could explain this. Remember we had a discussion before yesterday between Rav and Avzera, about, in a case where Shimon is Makabal Achrayis, does that mean Shimon's Makabal Achrayis for Ruvain, and Ruvain is then Makabal Achrayis back on Shimon's stuff, or not? Avzera said yes, Rav said no. So I could explain this Gemara is, Rav is saying, Pshat is, that the woman, since she came in Bereshus, she's being Makabal Achrayis to make sure her dough does not damage Shimon's stuff. The problem is, this is Rav. And Rav specifically said, the woman is not Makabal. Shimon is Makabal to watch make sure nothing happens to her dough. But she is never Mechabel to make sure her dough does not do any damage. So what is this Gemara's terrace? What, what are we talking about? So Rashi says, hold on, the Gemara will explain itself in a second. And the Gemara asks, why is this any different than the Bryce we had yesterday? Someone brings in Chitin to grind it. We said it's Potter. If she damages the animal of Abayis, she's going to be Chayab. If she had permission to be there, it's Mashma, she would be Potter. And what? Are, and now, yesterday we discussed, is that talking about a case where the animal ate it, or is that talking about a case where the animal slipped on it? Fine, we got out of it, we said it's also talking about a case where the animal slipped on it, but you see Bereshus, your potter, for damage it does. So why would you say Bereshus, she's chayv? So Mary says, okay, let me explain to you what's going on over here. Amri, litra and chitim, when a woman goes in to grind wheat, okay, grinding wheat, she puts it in the millstone, she turns the thing, and no problem. She has no need for privacy when she does that. And therefore, when she says, can I bring my wheat into your backyard from, to use your millstone? The Balbai says, sure, no problem. And when he says, no problem, he's now accepting responsibility to make sure his animals, at least, don't do any damage to her wheat. But the Balbai is still there. And if the Balbais is still there, then Rav Asfar still applies, then she's not necessarily responsible to make sure that his animal doesn't eat her stuff. The animal shouldn't have eaten. If the animal eats it, it's not my problem. You're there. You take care of your own animal. So the owner of the chutzur doesn't have to leave the chutzur. And he has to watch his own animal. And like Rav said, Rav said, When she's going into cook, to bake, so what is she doing over there? She has to take her dough, and maybe make it into challah, and braid it, or whatever that is. She has to roll up her sleeves. And if she has to roll up her sleeves to do this, it's not sneeze. And if it's not sneeze, by definition, the owner of the house, Shimon, must leave. If he must leave, then in this case, she becomes a shamer to make sure nothing happens to her animals. Because it's his fault that he can't be there to watch his animals. The owner of the chutzur has to leave. Therefore, she now becomes like a shamer automatically on the animal. And if the animal eats, you can't say, Havala Shalai Teichel. Havala Shalai Teichel is the reason why my crops did not, my food did not damage your animal. It's not a bar because you shouldn't have eaten it. Here it's not a question of bar, Pabshadad. Now she becomes a shamer on his animals because he had to leave because of her. She's a shamer. Then in Hanami, she's going to be responsible even for the eating of the animal which caused it to get sick. Continues the Gemara. 
Hichnas Shavu the Chatz Valbais. I'm a Rav. Rav says a bunch of halachas over here related to this idea of Bershus and Shleib Bershus. Hichnas Shavu the Chatz Valbais Shleib Bershus. If Reuven brings his animal to Shimon's Chatz or Shleib Bershus, Let's say he brings a dog. And the dog goes into Shimon's Rishos and starts digging a hole. Dogs like to dig holes. And the dog dug a giant hole. Okay, and he left a hole in the middle of Shimon's Rishos. So what happens then? Now, who fell into the bar? Look, a third party comes in now and falls into the bar. How did a third party get into Shimon's Rishos? Because later on, Shimon was mafkir his Rishos, and he allowed people to walk in from the Rishos Rabbim. They walked in, they fell into the bar. <laughs> Who is responsible now for what's going on over here? So says Rav. So, Obviously, the owner of the dog has to pay for any damage done to the Chatzar. If he dug a hole in the Chatzar, that digging a hole by itself is damaged, and he's going to have to pay for that damage. No problem. But who's responsible for the bar? Says the Gemara Svarah. The Balachatzar is higher for the bar. In a case, obviously, where he let people come in, and they fell into it. Even though we said we before when a shard digs a bar, normally you're not responsible for the bar that a shard digs. In this case, for sure, because in this case it wasn't even Shimon Shar that dug this bar; it was Ruvain's. But still, Shimon's responsible. Why? Says the Gemara. Shimon should have filled up his bar before he allowed people to come into the chutzner. We're talking about a case, Ruben's animal comes in, digs a hole. Ruben, Shimon sees the hole. Shimon knows there's a hole there. And then that afternoon, he opens the gates to his chatzah and he lets the whole Shusharabim to come into there. Well, he knows there's a hole there. He should have filled it up. Now, obviously, there's no halakha that says you have to fill up a hole in your backyard. Stop. Only in a case where he's allowing people to come in. The way Mashama Farsham explaining it is that his pshia over here is not the not filling of the hole. His pshia is allowing people in to a place where there was an unfilled hole. Sorry? The hefker is the pshia. That's the way Rashi... It's not clear what Rashi means. We read Rashi, it could be that's what he's saying. There's a new svara. That is considered digging a bar. Allowing people into your resource when you know there's an exposed bar is the equivalent of you digging the bar. When a shard digs a bar, you're not responsible for it. But here, the digging of the bar is not the digging of the bar. The digging of the bar is the mafkir you were sure so letting people in. That is the equivalent of the digging action. That you're responsible for, and then in the Shimon would be chayv. Similar case. Okay, so Ruben's animal goes into Shimon's chatzar, damages Shimon directly, gores him, whatever it is. Or Shimon trips on Ruben's animal, so of course, Yishalei Bershus, Ruben's animal does not belong in Shimon's Chatzar, Ruben's responsible for all damage. Bryce though says, Rava says though, Ravatz, if the animal squats down, Mashra, it sounds like, and then Shimon trips on it, then Potter. Then, Ruben is not Chayv. So what do you mean? We should have the Ravatz, Potter, what does it make a difference? The animal standing, sitting, the animal is Yishalei Bershus, if it's Yishalei Bershus, and Shimon trips on it, the animal is Chayv as a bar. What, what's it going on? Amar of Papa, no. My Ravats, when it said squat, didn't mean squat and then he tripped on it. It means Shahirbid's glowing. It meant that the animal squatted down and then made excrement, made dung in the, in the, in the Rishus of Shimon. Vinitfu Kalov Shabala Bias. And now that didn't ruin Shimon. If it ruined Shimon, it'd be chayef. But it got on Shimon's clothing. We know the halacha is that the glolim is barred. The glolim has now a din of a bar. It wasn't coming out what hit it directly. It was like on the floor and he tripped on it kind of thing. We already said a few times that a bar is only chayiv 
for damages. A bar is not chayev for death, except for an animal. By a person not, and by kalim not. A kalim getting dirty is considered the death of the kalim, and a bar is putter on kalim. And therefore, when this animal goes to the bathroom in, my, in Shimon's Rishus, and leaves glolim there, so now, and if Shimon gets hurt from these glolim, and Echami Rubin is going to be chayev. But if Shimon's Kalim get hurt from this Kalalim, then Enechem is going to be Pater, because the bar is Pater on Kalim. Frekt Rashi, what do you mean? Who made this bar? Who made the bar? The animal made the bar. We just said, when an animal makes a bar, you're Pater. So what's going on here? Why is this any different? So Rashi explains that there's a difference. When an animal digs a hole, which is not something that the Babais really owns, just a hole, there's nothing to own, then you could discuss if there's a svar of Mahavale But when we're talking about something that the Balabais owns directly, for instance, we had a Gemara earlier, if your gummel sits down in Mover Shusarabim, someone trips on it, right? You're chayev. Oh, why don't you say, the animal caused the bar? Terence says, it's your animal. When it's your animal, you don't say that, no, it's potter because the animal made the bar. Here also, the, at this stage of the Gemara, we assume the glalim are yours. If the glalim are yours, even if the animal caused them to be there, it would be a bar in terms of the damage to the person. It would not be a bar in terms of damage to the kalim, because kalim are potter on bar. But there's another factor here. We had a discussion earlier, and we'll discuss it in the next few days, that is a bar something that's only hefker? Or if it's even a bar something that is not Hefker. Shmuel said, if you make a stumbling, something which causes damage like that, or Shisrach, or Shisram, whatever it is, whether you're Mafkir, whether you're not Mafkir, it has a din of bar. Then if it has a din of bar, you're Paltar on Caleb. Ella Rav, Mafkir, Rav says you're only a bar if it's Hefker. If you own it, it's not a bar. If you own it, it's still Mum and Hamazik. And if it's Mum and Hamazik, you're Chayev on Caleb. Remember, this would be called Karen or Shane or Rega, whichever you want to call it, but it wouldn't be a din of bar. So then why are you putter on the Caleb? Why by Ravats are you putter on Caleb if it's not bar? Truth is, a person who has a, a, an animal that goes to the bathroom and makes, makes dung over there, he is mafkrit. If he does it in a, a way where he's storing it, fine. But here it's just stam, a guy comes into the thing and goes to the bathroom over there, the animal, then we consider that to be hefker. If it's hefker, according to everybody, it has a den of bar. If it has a den of bar, it's going to be putter on any hezek caused by the kale. Two kale. Third Allah of Ravah. A person breaks in, Reuven breaks into Shimon's house. Shalai Bereshus, Shimon never let Reuven come in, and then Reuven punches Shimon. Obviously, he's a Adam Amazik, Adam Amazik is Chayv in all circumstances. Shimon, it's not nighttime maybe, and Shimon doesn't see Reuven there, and he trips over him, it's going to be Chayv. If Reuven gets punched, if Shimon punches Reuven, then Shimon is going to be cut. That's a Chish. Because normally we always said, Adam Amazik is Chayv, Always. So why is Shimon Potter when he punches Reuven? We're talking about where Shimon did not know Reuven was there at all. So if Shimon, if Reuven, Shimon, I'm sorry, did not know Reuven was there at all, then he's Potter. Why? So if you remember, we had this discussion. Two possibilities why Shimon could be Potter. There was a sheet of Taisus that says, by Oynes Gomur, a total absolute Ones, then in the Chanami, Adam Amazik is Potter. So this would be considered Ones Gomer. Adam Farshim saying, the Peshaw we had earlier also, was if Reuven contributed to himself getting punched by sneaking into my Rishos without telling me, then it's considered Reuven's problem and not Shimon's problem. So if it's like, oh, that, then it's going to be good. Baba Machteris is a different Shadah. If he's a case of Baba Machteris that's different, then you can kill him. We're not talking about Baba Machteris. And a Chanami. You're right. 
I understand that I don't belong here in Rishus and you have the ability to pick me up and throw me out. But you have no, you have no permission to punch me in the face. And therefore, if he punched me in the face, where was Yadale, then Shimon Mutaka Bichai. So let me guys with tonight. We talk to see Rava and Rafapa say this far in a different context. Yama Rava, Vitem Rafapa, Mamashal saying too. Shneem Rishus. If you have Reuben and Shimon walking in, let's say, a Rishus Arabin. Or Shneem Shalai Rishus. If they're walking in a place where neither one of them belongs. Or Rashi says, an example, if they're both running in Rishus Arabin where they don't belong running Rishus Arabin. Heziko Zezeh. And they punch each other. Right. Then they're going to be Chayavim. Husku Zebezeh. If they just trip on each other. So then Patur it. Okay, but says the Ravan of Papa, Mashma, time of the Shnei Bershus, the Shnei Shalai Bershus. If they're both supposed to be there, or both not supposed to be there. Aval Echad Bershus, Vechad Shalai Bershus, if one belongs in an area, let's say it's Shimon's backyard, then one does not belong there, Ruvain, who broke in, the Bershus Potter, Shimon is not responsible for punching Ruvain, as Rashi says, when he didn't know Ruvain was there. Shalai Bershus, Ruvain who broke in, he's going to be high under all circumstances, whether he punches Shimon, or it's through a Shimon chips at him, he's Shalai Bershus, you're another Mama, you're always going to be chayv. The Mishnah then said, continuing that case, if Ruvain's animal comes in Shalaber Shus to Ruvain's uh, Ruvain's animal comes to Shus to Shimon's chatzer, and it fell into the bar, the hivish meimav, and it ruined the water that was being stored in that bar. It was a bear mayim, and it was storing water. So Ruvain is going to be chayv. Amarava, loy shenol shehivish b'shas There's two ways the water can get ruined. It can get ruined, the animal is dirty or whatever it is, and the animal fell into the water, ruined the water. Okay. In that case, it's not a din bar. In that case, it's a, a mamana mazik. It's the animal did the direct damage. If it didn't ruin the water directly, it was just the animal was sitting in there later on and never left, and that ruined the water, then Taka Rubin is going to be potter. Why? Because now the halacha changes. My time, I have a sharp bar. When the shark falls in and damages the water or splashes the water out or something like that, it ruins the water because the animal's stinky to begin with right away. So that's a din carrot. Right? That'd be a regular din carrot. Karen is going to be high if any damage it does. But when it sits in there, now it's not really a din carrot. Now it becomes like a din bar. He's not moving. He's not doing anything. He's just sitting there. Sitting there and causing damage, that's already a din bar. It changes the bar. The shark's status changes from a shara mazik to a bara mazik. Well, now that it's a baramazik, then the mayim is, uh, has a din like Caleb, right? Caleb doesn't mean actually halachic Caleb, which means anything which is not a person or an animal. So the mayim has a din of Caleb. So then the bar is not going to be high of the Caleb, and therefore if the animal ruins the water by sitting in it long term, then Enechami is going to be potter because a bar is not high on Caleb. But we have the other factor to take in. Are we mafkir this? The person is not, Ruben is not being mafkir his animal. According to Shmuel, who says whether you're mafkir the bar or not doesn't matter, whether you're mafkir the shah or not, or matter, it could be considered a bar, the Rav Zalach makes sense. According to Rav, if you're not mafkir the shah, it's not a bar, it's a mamana mazik. And if it's a mamana mazik, it is chayvan kelim. So Rav Zalach would not work in Rav. So did Rav only mean to say this in Shmuel, or are we misunderstanding Rav? It must be we misunderstood Rava. Rather, Rava means as follows. I'm a Rava. What caused the water to be ruined? Is it the goof of the animal? Maybe it was money or something like that. 
If it was just the smell of the animal which ruined the water, then you're not going to be potter. Why? My time, grama biyamahu. Smell is not considered part of the goof of the animal, and that is just an indirect damage caused by the animal to the water, and therefore grama biyamahu. Not a question of shara or bar, just a question of direct damage or indirect damage, and therefore if it's indirect caused by smell, reichalav milsi, and that's not considered direct damage. You're going to be potter, says Rabbi. Now we get to this Gemara. This Gemara we quoted earlier, which is, if there's a person at the bottom of the bar, specifically it says, the father or the son at the bottom of the bar, and the animal falls on it. So the Mishnah said, the, the bala animal, the ruvain, has to pay koifer. Tam does not pay koifer, as we said, according to most shittas in the sugya. And therefore, why is the ruvain paying koifer over here when it falls and kills Shimon's father, Nebuch? Lamaisa, it's a tam. And if Pashab Shat, it's a tam, then you would have no halach of koifer. He did it a few times already. He did this a few times already. He was warned. He did it three times. Now he's going to be chayav as a muad kaif. Now, and this is the same kasha we've had twice. There's a third time we've had this question, which is, how do you ever survive till the fourth time, the animal? We asked this question earlier in the Masechta. We said... What's the case where you can have an animal being chayv kaifer as a muad? The first three times he kills as a tam, he's got, the animal gets killed. How did it ever survive? So we said a bunch of answers. The basic answer was, we're talking about when the animal ran away. If the animal ran away and was never caught the first three times, when it's caught finally the fourth time, it's going to be chayv kaifer. Rashi explains, the Gemara's kash over here is that doesn't make any sense in this case. The animal's at the bottom of the bar. Right? The animal fell into the bar and killed, killed Shimon's father. So don't tell me the animal ran away. The animal's there. Arrest it. Kill it. This first time, maybe killed the second time, whatever it is. But how did it get to a case of muad? Says the Gemara, Amar Yosef the Chazi Rukav Anafal. We're talking about a case where it was shaloi bekavana. We're talking about a case where it fell into the bar because it was trying to eat grass from the edge of the bar, which now changes, as Rashi explains, the entire complexion of the case. We are no longer talking about Karen. We're not talking about uh, that it fell and was mechavin lahazik or anything like that. We're talking about shame. We're talking about Shane now, which makes a very interesting change, Rashi explains, because a Shane is never Chayev Skila. Because when a Shane, when an animal kills via Shane, it's never Bekavona. The definition of Shane is that he's doing something for eating purposes, or regal for just stop walking purposes, but he's definitely not Mechavon Laharag. If he's not Mechavon Laharag, the animal's never going to be Chayev Skila in the first place. But if he does it three times, now why do you have to do it three times? Rashi explains it because if he only does it once or twice, this is what we call Meshuna Shane. It's a very strange kind of Shane. We wouldn't necessarily know as a regular din of Shane. But if we see, for whatever reason, this animal's a daredevil, and he dafka likes to eat the grass on the edge of a bar, and he does it three times, then we're going to consider this is normal for this animal. If this is normal as a regular din Shane, when he falls on the, on the, on the person, even though he's not Chayef Skila, he is going to be Chayef Kaifer. In fact, Rashi, why? Lachar, we had a machlekes before. Whether when you're not chayev skila, can you be also chayev kaifer? And Rav, who's the one we're talking about here, said no. Rav said when you're not chayev skila because you're in a mechavin, then you're also not going to be chayev kaifer. Rashi is called the kasvar. Rashi says when you became a muid for skila, then from that point forward, you're only going to be chayev kaifer if you would be chayev skila. But in this case, he was never moved for skila in the first place. In this case, it's a shein halacha. There is no din skila. In that case, Rav's moedi can be chayv kreifer even without the skila. Look at Rashi, very interesting Rashi. And therefore, that's, what, that's the first shot in the Gemara, where he's not really a muid, it's really shein, and therefore that's going to be why he's going to be chayv kreifer.
Shmuel says, you don't have to say any of those crazy cases. We did have a shita. It says Tamasham Chatsi Kaifer. That's just shita. That's all. When it says Chayef Kaifer, it doesn't mean full Kaifer. It means Chatsi Kaifer. Okay. Ula says, well, once you bring your basic Lili into this, now I can make a chap. Ula says, it's Reishi Reishik Lili, who says that Thomas Chayef Chatsi Kaifer. But we're going in Shittas of Tarfin. Dummer of Taker of Tarfin. Dummer Karen Chatzer, Karen Bechatzer, Nezik, Nezik, Shalom, Shalom. Remember, we just had of Tarfin Raman Aleph who says that that which a Tam pays Chatzer, Nezik is only Mishra Sarabim. When he's Bechatzer, Nezik, a Tam pays for Hezik, Nezik, Shalom. So now let's apply that to Reishik Lili. Reishik Lili says a Tam pays Chatzer, Kaifer. According to Rav Tarfin, if you combine those two shitas, that chetzi kaifer is only b'rshus harabim. If you're doing kaifer b'rshus hanizik, then you attack a pay nezik shalem kaifer according to basically the end of Tarfin, and that's what's going on in this case. Nezik shalem shalem hachinami kaifer shalem shalem. And says the Gemara, Bishmalu according to this pshat hanedik tani haya aviv ubenoy letoichet. Why does it say that it's Shimon's father or Shimon's son at the bottom of the bar? What, what, who cares what, how, who they are? It's a person at the bottom of the bar gets killed. Terence is, because we're talking about someone who it's their chatzra nizik. That's not really theirs. It's the fathers, the sons, whatever. But it's considered theirs enough that it's considered chatzra nizik. And if it's chatzra nizik, then you have kaifer shalem with the taifer of Yisrael So it specifically said that the, 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 the victim was the nizik himself, and therefore you have nizik shalem. Says he who cares who he kills? It's, it's, it's regular than Chatsi Nezik of Kaifer. Who cares who the victim is? According to Shmuel, it's just telling you, normally he's at the bottom of a bar, someone who works there or someone who lives there. But it makes no halachic difference. How do we paskin? Rebbe or the Rabbana? Rebbe said, if you, this, if you say Bereshus, you're not Makabal Shmira. No. And Rabbanan said, if you hechthes Bereshus, you're at least Makabal Shmira to make sure that your animal does not do damage to the fruits. Itma. Rav HaMechusakitana Kama. Shmuel HaMechusakarebi. So Rebbe is how we paskin. Tana Rabbanan. Let's read the following Bryson now and see if this fits in. Kona Sharcha V'Shamer. Ruvain says to Shimon, can I bring my animal into your field? Shimon says, you can bring your animal into my field, v'shamroi, but you're watching it. Specifically says, Shimon says, I am not watching your animal. I'll let you bring it in. No problem. But your problem, not my problem. Hizik, if the animal then goes and does some damage to, to whatever, so chayv, of course the balashar is chayv. No one else is responsible for the shark except himself. Huzak, if the animal gets damaged by, let's say, Shimon's animal damages Ruben's animal, so potter, right? Shimon says... Just because I let you in doesn't mean I'm not protecting your animal at all. If my animal goes wild and damages your animal, not my problem. However, Reuven says to Shimon, can I bring my animal into your field? Shimon says, yes, and I will watch it. No problem, I will watch it. So then, in that case, if Reuven's animal goes out and does, uh, Reuven's animal gets damaged, I'm sorry, then Shimon is going to be chayef. Shimon is going to be chayef. Shimon said, I'm going to watch it. He makes sure it does not get damaged. Hizik, if it goes out and does damage, you're going to be putter like Rava, right? Because that was what Rava said. I'm only being macabre yours. You're not doing anything for me. Someone wait a second. Hogu Fakasha. The Bryson made no sense. The Bryson talked about two specific cases. In the Reisha, Shimon says specifically, I'm not watching your animal. And in the Sefer, Shimon says specifically, I am watching your animal. Now, neither one of those cases is the Machlekes Rebbe and the Rabbanan. Remember, the case of Machlekes Rebbe and the Rabbanan is a case of Stam, when Shimon did not specify yes or no. Why did the Brysa pick two extreme cases which seem to say, what's the halacha by Stam? 
We don't know. It's like a steam in Bay. When Shimon says, you watch your animal, when Shimon says specifically, I'm not watching it, you watch it, then if he didn't say, they just said yes, without saying who's watching it, then which would be like the Rabbanon, who says that if you say no, then it's no. But if you say yes, that means I am watching it. Then look at the Sefer. Only if he specifically specifies that he's going to be watching it. Only if Shimon specifically says he's going to watch it. If he didn't say specifically he's going to watch it, so the best time like him on the roster is also the Rebbe. That's actually the Rebbe. The match he kabbled to Russo Balabayis Lishmar. So Reisha Rabbanon was safe for Rebbe. It's machlekes here. It seems to make no sense from the fact that it picked two extreme cases. From the Reisha, it's mashma only because Shimon said, "I'm not watching it." But Stam, he would be watching it. And from the Sefer, it's because Shimon said, "I will watch it." Mashma Stam, he's not watching it. So Steam and Eibay. The Reisha is going to be Shitas. <coughs> the Reisha is going to be Shitas Rabbonan. And until he says no, it means yes. And the Sefer Shitas Rebbe, then until he says yes, it means no. It's two shepherd Shitas. That was a little fun, right? Rava Amar, Rava says you can talk and read the Brisa as, as a single Shita. Rava Bakulu Rabbonani. It's all Shitas Rabbonan. And the Sefer is Dafka. Dafka, when you say no, that's no. Otherwise, you mean yes. I did not say Reisha Shamroi that you watch it. Tana Sefer Vani Yashmarenu, but you don't have to say Vani Yashmarenu. When Shimon says Stam, I let you bring your animal to my field. That automatically means that I will watch it for you. Okay, that's one way to read. Rav Papa says a chap. Papa says a third way to read the Bryce. Kula Rebbe, it's really Shitas Rebbe in the Sefer's Dafka. Unless you say yes, it means no. Stam means no. But the Savukar of Tarfin. Ah, let's bring of Tarfin in for a third time in the same Daf. If Tarfin said that Karen Bechotzer Nizik is Nezik Shalit, Karen Bershosarabim is Chetzinez. Okay, so now let's fit this into the Salach. Salach of Tarfin, number Karen Bechotzer Nizik is Nezik Shalim Mishad. Hilka. Amalei Shamroi. When Shimon says you could bring your hand onto my field, if he says Shamroi, what does Shamroi mean? Shamroi means I have absolutely nothing to do with your animal. Nothing to do with it. You can bring it in, I'm not going to make it also on you to bring it in, but I have nothing to do with your animal. Then, Loi Makle Makamachotzer. If I don't say Shamroi, then yes, according to Rabbi, I'm not being Shemerit, but I am, by allowing you to use my field, it actually becomes Ke'ilu, your field. And therefore, if it did Hezek Bechotzer on Nizik, it'd have Nezek Shalit. But by saying Shamroi, what I'm saying is, you can come in, but I'm not giving you any permission in terms of ownership of the field whatsoever. In which case, it remains Karen Bechotzer on Marabim, not Bechotzer on Nizik. So if you say Shamar Loi Makne Makam Chotzer, Vavle Karen Bechotzer on Nizik, for Karen Bechotzer on Nizik, Nizik Shalom Shad. Loi Amalei Shamar Eknu Yaknei Makam Chotzer. I'm giving you Makam Chotzer, Vavle Chotzer Ashutfin. Now Reuven and Shimon own this field together, Kilu. The Karen Bechotzer Ashutfin and Mishal Melchatsi Nizik. Okay, so if we both own the field, so then it's both it's, it's, then then it's fine. But if Shimon specifically says to Reuven, you don't own the field. 
So now when your animal damages my animal, whose animal, whose field is it from Shimon's perspective? It's totally Chatzra Nizik. When Ruben's animal does damage in the Chatzra Nizik, according to Rav Typhon, he's going to have to pay Nizik Shalim, as in Atam. So it could be when Shimon said Shamroi, he was coming to say, hey, I'm not watching your animal. But more importantly, if your animal damages my animal, you're going to pay me Nizik Shalim. Because you're not even a Shutaf in this field. If you're a Shutaf in it, like when I say, when I say Stam over Ashmeru, then okay, we're Shutaf in the field. Your animal damages my animal. It's going to be a regular din of Katsinezik. But by making sure you're not a Shutif, then I guarantee that if you damage your quantity of Typhon at least, you'd pay me Nezek Shalim. Okay.